previewing the Sun Belt with the Draft Network's Justin Mello. Locked on Sun Belt. You are locked on Sun Belt, your daily podcast on the Sun Belt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Dave Schultz back on Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. We've hit 550 subscribers. You guys are the best. We got 50 more to go before opening day, and I'm considering that Saturday, September 2nd. So thank you so much. I mean, we could be like 30 away come uh, next Monday. So thank you so much uh, for that. Don't forget, you can continue to subscribe on YouTube and also, the audio podcast, uh, that has gone gangbusters as well on Amazon and Spotify appear to be the most uh, popular choices. All right. Uh, on very short notice, Justin Mello from uh, the Draft Network hopped on. He does a great series on all of the potential draftees, a lot of the guys who go to the Senior Bowl. And he wrote a preview column focusing on three teams, focusing on the uh, defending champion, Troy Trojans, uh, the a favorite, although not prohibitive, uh, South Alabama Jaguars, and what I consider the disrespected Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. We also get into uh, Grace McCall playing in the Senior Bowl and maybe Carter Bradley uh, as well. So let's get into it. We start off with the Troy Trojans. We're talking Sunbelt with the Draft Network's Justin Mello. Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Really thrilled and honored to have our guest on today. He's Justin Mello from the Draft Network. He did a preview of uh, the Sunbelt. Justin, thanks very much for hopping on Lockdown Sunbelt. And how are you? Pleasure's all mine, man. Really appreciate you for having me on. Uh, I'm doing well, man. We're, we're getting back into the swings, swing of things here, right? Football season's on the horizon, so I, I certainly can't complain. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk about, you know, who's the top of the Sun Belt. Uh, the team still or the coaches uh, did pick Troy to win the West there, the defending champion. They got to replace the all time leading tackler in college football history. They got to replace the center. I think they got another linebacker they got to replace. They have the quarterback coming back, but they do have some uh, some uh, voids to fill. Well, that's sort of the challenges you face right on a year to year basis. I, I think when you're a non you know, blue blood program. And I mean, no disrespect, of course, but when you, when you, when you've done as well as they have over these past couple of years, you know, they ended last year on an 11 game winning streak, right? Very impressive, right. arguably the best year uh, they've had in their, in their 22 year FBS history. So that's going to come with some of the departing pieces that you've mentioned. You've the receiver, Tez Johnson, who transferred to Oregon, right? Who had uh, 56 catches right. last year, I believe led the right. team in that mark. You talked about center Jake Andrews. He's the highest drafted Trojan uh, since 2018, you know, when the New England Patriots took him in, in the fourth round this year. And, and you know, it's funny enough, uh, such a Bill Belichick thing. Did you realize that, yeah, he's the highest drafted Trojan since 2018? Well, the last one that got drafted that high was also by the New England Patriots. Right? It was another oh. old lineman in 2018. So uh, that's Bill Belichick and his affinity for small school players. But there are a lot of challenges here. You brought up a lot of them. Um, again, I think that's sort of the yearly thing that you're going to face when you have as good of a year as they had last year. Now, I, I still think they're an ascending program. I think they got a legit chance 
to make it back-to-back titles, but they got a bullseye, all right? There's a target on their back, and that O-line, there, there are some questions for me. You know, I think Jake Andrews was a terrific player. They're going to miss him a lot. An outstanding communicator, you know, helped help them run that offense. Uh, you know, helped the quarterback over there as well, of course, you know, with, with the checks and protection calls and all that. And I already thought they weren't very good last year when, in pass protection. So, uh, you know, they got some transfers coming in. There's a chance for it for them to kind of right the ship up there. But the departure of Jake Andrews and, and some of the other guys, you know, Tess Johnson at receiver certainly concerns me. Yeah, Tez is actually Bo Nix's brother, so he's going to go play uh, with Bo Nix. Uh, all right, so one of the things that Troy wants to get – also, they could have been on a 12-game winning uh, – on a 12-game or an 11-game winning streak, but they had a Hail Mary against against App State. So in the opening game was a 28-10 to you know 10 loss to Ole Miss, which at the time everybody thought was kind of respectable. Uh, all right, Justin Bello locked on Sunbelt. Uh, he's from the Draft Network. Uh, all right, let's talk about Gunnar Watson because, I mean, it was uh, back and forth between a couple of different quarterbacks last year for uh, Troy. You had uh, Jared Dagey and Gunnar Watson, and they went back and forth for most of the season. Watson finished things off. In fact, he came in and basically saved the game against South Alabama that, in, you know, gave, basically gave Troy – uh, the uh, the Western Division and uh, in the Sun Belt Championship, he came off the bench and delivered a huge third down play. How can he improve to be a little bit more consistent? Where maybe it doesn't have to be all the defense, and you know, tough to win a lot of games ten to six on a regular basis. I agree, and uh, he's going to have to make some strides, right? I think when you looked at last year, the things that you point out are, are some of the inconsistencies when it comes to the decision making. You know, I think he's got to take good care of the football, accuracy issues as well. That's the that's the you know snap by snap sort of consistencies you want to see from him. You want to see him improve, and you, you'd like less of that back and forth this year, right? If you can have one answer at the quarterback position, and they think he's the answer, that's what I hear. Uh, then certainly you're going to have a, a better chance to take a step forward offensively, to have the passing attack um, play better than it did last year. And I think you said it. You don't want the defense to sort of carry them as much as it did last year. It's really hard, as you said to win football games in this sort of atmosphere, um, relying on the defense as heavily as they did last year. Sure, it worked out for them, right, defending Sun Belt champions. But sure. uh, as I said previously, target on your back now, bullseye. And I don't think you're going to be able to do it, um, certainly do it again, repeat that effort just by playing sound defense, as, as many of those efforts were last year. So they're going to have to be better offensively. They've got to throw the ball with more efficiency, more success. And that really um, you know, sort of falls on his shoulders, I'd say. Yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit different when Troy is the the uh, the hunted instead of uh, the hunter. Everybody's going to come and give Troy their A game, or maybe before, you know, they they had been going. You know, they were on a well. That's why John Summerall got got the job. The guys there before couldn't, you know, make them a winning program, and you know, John Summerall ruined it for everybody else in his first year. Becomes a Sun Belt champion, a conference championship. That you know, that puts guys like you know Butch Jones and Terry Bowden. Uh, you know, in their third year, you know, on the hot seat. And, you know, those guys got to, you know, got to at least win a little bit, got to compete, you know, for the most part in the Sun Belt, and they just haven't been able to. So John Summerall kind of ruined it for uh, his compadres uh, in the conference. All right, let's take a time out. When we come back, we'll continue the Sun Belt preview with the Draft Network's Justin Mello. We'll talk South Alabama Jaguars. Uh, and, of course, we've been saying this, their over-under is way too low. Let me tell you a little bit about eBay Motors. 
for a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right. The first time around, just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is in the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Let's continue with the Draft Network's Justin Mello. He previews the South Alabama Jaguars. We're, we're talking Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Justin Mello from the Draft Network hops on. All right, let's talk who I think the favorite is. I, I covered the team for uh, three and a half seasons, or three, I guess uh, four seasons. Uh, it was uh, it's the South Alabama Jaguars. I'm just not sure how they have an over-under of seven and a half. Uh, they could, you know, anything less than 10 wins is going to be a disappointing season. And that's basically running the table in the Sun Belt and maybe losing to Tulane and Oklahoma State. Very easily could win one of those two ball games, if not both of them. Uh, and by the time they get to the Sun Belt, they're 3-0 and and in the top 25 because take down those two teams and beat Southeastern and you're going to get ranked real quick. Absolutely. And, 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 and bet online, you know, who we wrote the article uh, based off their odds. They've got them as the favorites here that over under that does shock me. This is a team that went 10 and three last year and they went seven and one, you know, within the conference that that one loss, I believe uh, was the 10, six loss to Troy. Right. And we talked about how Troy can't continue winning games like that. That was a mid season loss that really hurt South Alabama, but they're back. Uh, They're back in a major way. They look strong. I think head coach Kane Womack, has done a terrific job with this program. You know, he's entering his third season. Again, 10-3 and three last year. They, they almost ran the table in the conference last year, 7-1. and one. That one hurt them. And I like quarterback Carter Bradley, you know, a, a former Toledo transfer. I thought he played really, really well for them last year. More than 3,000 passing yards, 28 touchdown passes. He's a good football player. And another year in this system, another year, um, you know, playing for Kane Womack, I, I think is really going to help him. And you can – and. And you can see the job that Coach Womack has done when you look at some of the talent they've had there, right? That To me, that always signals a program on the rise. thought they had a really good cornerback last year in Daryl Luter Jr., who ends up getting invited to the Senior Bowl, got drafted by the San Francisco 49ers in the fifth round. He was a terrific player. They're going to need to replace him. They had a receiver a couple years ago, right, if my memory serves me correctly. Was it Jalen Tolbert, I think it was, that got drafted? Yeah, well, Jalen Tolbert's a couple years ago. He was with the Cowboys. And yeah. then Jalen Wayne last year, I think he went year, undrafted, yeah. but he's been in a couple of camps this year. He's very good as well. But Tolbert was a third-round pick of the Dallas Cowboys, right? I think in 2022, I think it was, the 2022 yes. draft. And yes. uh, yep. he hasn't quite put it together yet. But again, you got a third-round pick one year. You got a fifth-round pick next year in Daryl Luter Jr. This, to me, always signals a program on the rise. And I think it sort of um, – it signals the job that Coach Womack has done with this program. So very excited for them. I'm in full agreement with you. They're conference favorites. The over-under is 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 crazy. It's seven and a half. I mean, uh, you're smashing the over on that all day long. Ten and three last year, as you said, I think they're well-positioned to experience a very similar amount of success, if not more, right, to actually win uh, the Sun Belt Championship this year. Anything less than ten wins, which which you said, Dave, would be a major disappointment. 
Yeah, so one of those losses was Troy. The other one was UCLA. And I think most South Alabama fans would tell you they had a much better chance to beat UCLA than they had to beat Troy. Troy, they had a a drop, an overthrow, and a phantom penalty go against them. But that was their only three chances to actually put a touchdown on the board against UCLA. If they made a fourth down or potentially actually kicked a field goal, they probably would have won that ball game, but they went for a fake field goal and it didn't work. But here's the reason why <clears throat> you talked about uh, Luter leaving and Jalen Wayne left and James Jackson left. I know Craig Stevenson, the, uh, the beat writer for AL.com, thinks Jackson is the biggest loss, but that's basically it. Uh, they have like 18 of 22 starters back. C.J. Rias, he transferred out. Talk about building a program. You, you know, in today's day and age, you, you're, you're never going to get 18 of 22 starters back. And two guys that are coming back from injury, Keith Gallman, a safety, uh, and um, I, I'll say Steve Wilfong, but he, um, uh, Quinn Belong, I got I to gotta look it up. But I always do that. But um, he was a linebacker, and he's going to be like an edge rusher this year. These guys have been part of the program for a long time. That's why it's mind-boggling that you lose a couple of key pieces. I understand it, but that's it. I mean, just, you know, nobody anymore is is coming back with basically 20 of 22 starters. It just does not happen. Quilton, Quinton Wilfong, that's it. <laughs> He's a linebacker. And so, well, well, you said then, it, Dave. I mean, yeah. When you can return 20, 20 plus starters, you, today's day and age, everyone wants to hop into the transfer portal. We know how NIL has sort of uh, altered the landscape of college football forever. Guys want to leave early. They want to jump to the league. They're you know sort of anxious to get paid, get that NFL money. When you can return 20, 22 starters at, at, at South Alabama, that makes them rifle conference favorites, in my opinion. And then you got Ladane. We haven't even gotten an offensive line. Basically, you're moving the center or the guard to center. And you got Ladanian Webb and Braylon McReynolds. And you got you know, this Anthony Eager kid's got, uh, you know, almost world-class speed. He's the only guys he's losing to in like the 100-meter dash or the, you know, the 100-yard dash is – Ryan Williams of Sarah Land, and he's one of the top high school players in the whole country, happens to be in the same area. So uh, it'll be really interesting to see about what South Alabama does uh, this year. Today's episode of Lockdown Sunbelt brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash college and get on your way to being your best self. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash college today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash college. All right, let's wrap things up with the Draft Network's Justin Mello talking Grace McCall in Coastal Carolina. And then we do look in a little bit deeper with McCall and Carter Bradley and see if they can be playing in Mobile 
come the Senior Bowl uh, this year. We're talking to Justin Mello from the Draft Network. We're previewing the uh, Sun Belt. He wrote uh, an article on uh, draftnetwork.com. Let's talk about you got Coastal Carolina, and I, it just seems some serious disrespect. I know Raging Cajun fans are not very fond of Coastal for bailing out of the championship game during the COVID year. But three-time Sunbelt Player of the Year, Grace McCall is back. It's a new head coach. Tim Beck, you know, in his 50s, getting his first head coaching job. They had a lot of inexperienced players last year. When Grayson got hurt, they struggled. But JMU is still working out their quarterback. App State is working out their quarterback. Coastal Carolina picked third in the division. Uh, what do you got on Coastal Carolina? Well, I, I think you said it, right? The, the the continuity that they have at quarterback. Grayson McCall is the best quarterback in the conference, in my opinion. So having him back, it's massive. And it immediately positions them ahead of, you know, JMU uh, uh, and, and, and App State and some of the others you mentioned that are still sort of sorting through their quarterback um, situation. Grayson McCall's terrific. He's an experienced veteran leader. He's accurate. He's had a great grasp on this program, and he's going to keep them in most games, right? They're going to have a chance to win most of the games they're in because of Grayson McCall. And I, I and I bet, you know, the Senior Bowl, by the way, uh, released their watch list today for the 2024 Senior Bowl, and he's on it to no surprise. And I venture that we're, we're going to see Grayson McCall at the 2024 Senior mm. Bowl. I'd be shocked if we mm. did it. And he'll have a lot of fans there. He'll make a lot of friends, right? And when they sit down with him, these NFL coaches, general managers, scouts, they're going to be blown away with his football IQ. They're going to appreciate the way that young man carries himself. And he's going to do his draft stock a favor when that time comes. Uh, really happy for Tim Beck here getting his first opportunity in his 50s, as you said. I thought he's done a terrific job, you know, as the NC State um, offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach previously. He's going to be good for Grayson McCall, who's a quarterback that, you know, you wonder if he is if he's maxed out at this point, but I don't think he is. And I think Coach Beck is going to be really good for his growth and is going to put him in a really good position to sort of uh, elevate his game to new heights and reach a new ceiling. Um, with that said, anytime you have a first-time head coach and a first-year head coach, you know, there are fair question marks, right? You don't know how Coach Beck is going to be as a head coach because we don't really have any evidence to lean on. Right. So I, I understand what some of the questions are. And I thought Coach Jamie Chadwell was was a terrific coach. He decided to take the opportunity at Liberty. So you do wonder what it's going to look like. But ultimately, I, I'm not too concerned about this program because of Grayson McCall. Again, he's the best quarterback in the conference. Uh, he's going to position them to, to be in most games. He's going to keep them in it. He's going to make them the favorite, right, in most games they play because they've got the best quarterback, the best player on the field uh, almost every time they take the field. So I really like Coastal. I agree with you. They're being slept on. And all of that for me uh, is due to the, the continuity they have at quarterback. All right, a couple more questions for Justin Mello. Let's talk about uh, Grayson McCall and Tim Beck. So you have this. I mean, they were on a weird RPO you know, I would call it a freeze option back to my Syracuse days, but you know, an option, you know, pass run, not only a run pass option, but you know, like out of the triple option as well. And they can pass it out of that. Or, you know, does, you know, do you, does Tim Beck try to win ball games with what the offense that they had, which was, was successful, or does he install some of his offense that actually may help Grayson McCall at the next level? Although they may stumble trying to learn a new offense uh, in Tim Beck's first season. Well, that, that's always the tough question, right? I, ideally, you, you'd like to come in and install your offense, right? And I think ultimately that's what Coach Beck will do. You're talking about trying to help guys at the next level. And, and, and I mean no disrespect, but, you know, coaches, unfortunately, it's a what have you done for me lately. And him entering his first year, there's going to be some pressure on him 
it's not always top of the mind concern to try to help a guy at the next right. level. It's what do I need him to do um, to make sure I'm doing the best job that I can do here and I can keep my job, right? So I do think most coaches, and I, and I anticipate Coach Beck will feel the same way, are going to want to come in and install their their system, right? So I, I imagine that's what Coach Beck will do. But he's not a he's a smart guy. He's a smart coach. He's going to marry the two of them together, right? What concepts can I bring from my offense that I truly believe in that I think we can have immediate success with? But I'm, he's also not going to ignore um, what, what Grayson McCall has done well over over the last several years, right? I think he's going to try to marry the two, make sure Grayson is comfortable in the offense. They'll keep some of the concepts very familiar to what Grayson has executed at such a high level in recent years. But I also think, of course, Coach Beck, he's going to want to implement some of his own stuff because, hey, coaches, they'll always tell you, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down with my philosophy. I'm going to go down doing what I believe in doing because you never want to have regrets as a coach, right? If you're fired, you never want to look back and say, hey, I didn't really do what I wanted to do. And now we play the what if game. What if I just sort of stuck to my guns and implemented my scheme and, 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 and ran this team the way I truly wanted to run it? So I think Coach Beck has a lot of faith in his scheme, and I think he should. I think he has, he's had a lot of success throughout his coaching career um, on the offensive side of the ball. And at NC State, I thought he did a great job, you know, given what he had to work with there. So he comes in, I think, with a lot of confidence. He's in his 50s, as you said. He's been preparing for this moment, this opportunity, his entire coaching life, you know, which is spread around, what, 20, 20, uh, close to 20 yeah. years now, 25 years yeah. now. So he's ready for the moment. Uh, I couldn't be more excited for him. And I think he's he's inherited a terrific job thanks to the continuity that Grayson McCall offers. I do hear what you're saying. First of all, I, I don't think what matter what happens this year is going to matter with his job in his first year. Sure. But also, he had he had to recruit Grayson back. So he, you know, Grayson right. went into the transfer portal. So maybe there was some sort of an agreement, you know. And then next year, you know, next season when we got a new quarterback in, then we got all off season to learn it. And you know, I I, I just that's what I would do. I don't know if that's what Tim Beck is going to do. I probably agree. There's going to be some of his concepts in there. And at the same time, that could help Grace McCall at the next level. All right, you brought up the Senior Bowl. Carter Bradley, his father, Gus Bradley, Colts defensive coordinator, is going to have his work cut out for him this year. Uh, but that could be because of the Colts offense. Um, got a cannon for an arm. He's got an NFL arm. How can he take it to the next level? Does, he just has to figure out on, all right, I don't have to deliver a fastball every single play. I got to get some touch. Because it did look like when he got frustrated – and he called me out on a little bit when he got frustrated, he would throw harder and that doesn't work. You know, when you're a quarterback, he was like, that was the, that was Toledo Carter Bradley. He didn't say, he said he, that wasn't so much with South Alabama. How can Carter Bradley, as we'll wrap it up with you after this, um, take it to the next level and play in his home stadium, Hancock Whitney stadium for the senior bowl. Well, I think you took the words right out of my mouth. It's funny. I, I was going to use the word touch because I, I agree with you, Dave. I'd like to see him throw with a little more touch this year than I, than I think he did last season, right? It, it, when you've got that cannon of an arm and, and you're a young quarterback as he is and you're, you're still learning the ropes and trying to get better and prove yourself and all that, sometimes it's a little too easy to to want to deliver that fastball every single time and show off the arm strength because it's a trait that NFL teams, you know, general managers, they, they sure. covet, right? You've you got to have the arm strength. Uh, really typically to survive. Not everyone can be Brock Purdy or Mac Jones, right? And survive sort of on the, uh, on the football IQ. So, um, but I, I would like to see him take a step forward there, throw with a bit more touch this year. He's going to have an opportunity, I think, um, to, to play himself into that mix, right? To go to the 2024 senior bowl. And we know how helpful that can be 
for these young kids. And look, it's going to be tough. I don't, I don't think he's guaranteed an invitation by any means. He's got to play well this year. Uh, certainly, I, I think this class, the upcoming class, and it's, it's, I know it feels a little premature to say this maybe, but the 2024 class I think is better uh, certainly than, than the 2023 class was. And I didn't, you know, the, the 2023 class of quarterbacks at the Senior Bowl, in my opinion, it left a little to be desired in all honesty, right? So uh, certainly over this past five years or so, it left a little to be desired. I think they've had some better classes there. And I think you're going to see a really strong class in 2024 based on all the talent uh, that we have at quarterback in, in college football right now. So he's got his work cut out for him. But look, if he plays well, if he can take a step forward, show more touch, show more accuracy, um, I think he'll have a great chance to be there in 2024. And that would help his draft stock quite a bit. There will be no Tyson Badgett slander on this podcast. <laughs> uh, you're right. Dane Brugler from, from The Athletic put a list of 20 senior quarterbacks. See if you can pick six for the senior bowl. And that doesn't include, you know, the top couple of guys that, may, you know, are underclassmen, but that may graduate. So uh, Jim Nagy has his work cut out for him. He is Justin Mello. He is on the Draft Network. Uh, part of the Draft Network. What are you uh, working for over there, thedraftnetwork.com? Well, we're getting ready for NFL season, right? So exciting. Tomorrow I've got articles coming out on, on Trey Lance and that whole situation with the San Francisco mm. 49ers. I got something on on TJ Hawkinson and maybe what an extension could look like with the Minnesota Vikings. You know, hit, hit him and, and the Vikings brass are in discussions. I've also got something on Caleb Williams and, and, and uh, whether he should or shouldn't be Claire for the 2024 NFL draft. That's a hot topic right now after he came out and said he hasn't made his decision yet. So daily articles coming your way on the draft network, four of them per day. I'm doing it. Then once we get to draft season, if you're not familiar, Dave, and your listeners maybe aren't familiar, my uh, is sort of uh, bread and butter is an NFL draft uh, interview series. So I sit down with uh, the, the draft class. And, and last year I interviewed more than 100 draft picks. I had about 40% of the NFL, wow. the entire draft. I and mean, if you include UDFAs, uh, there's a whole bunch more that I did last year leading up. So soon as January hits, from January to April, I will have an interview every single day um, on the draft. Now, and that's coming up quick. We're already into September here, essentially. So once that right. series launches, that's my most popular series of the year. That runs, again, January to May, essentially, all the way to the end of the draft there. So uh, and last year, we, I actually, myself, Draft Network, we partnered with the Senior Bowl, where we started right. the series a little early, and we did an exclusive uh, interview series with players uh, that were attending the Senior Bowl, all about the Senior Bowl, why they decided to attend. I actually had, you know, Daryl Luter Jr. on that series last year. I had um, uh, Jalen Tolbert the year before. And then after that series ends, I get full-blown into the regular interview series where I'll have Last year I had Will Anderson Jr. and I had a bunch of wow. first round picks and second round picks. So the series has, has taken off its own legs of its own for me. I've been doing it for about seven or eight years now. It was my brainchild and it's it's really beautiful to see how it's grown for me and how now I don't really have to do as much reaching out as I used to. You know, players and marketing reps, they, they reach out to me and say, hey, we want to be a part of the interview series this year. So it's really exciting to see it grow and I can't wait to kick it off again in January. But we're a few months away from that. So all year long, September to January, we'll be covering the NFL, we'll be covering the NFL draft nonstop, four articles a day for me uh, alone at the Draft Network. And of course, all my uh, compadres that do terrific work as well. Ryan Fowler, Damian Parson, Keith Sanchez, our in-house scouts. Lots of NFL draft coverage coming your way year-round. Trey Lance in eight total NFL games, five touchdowns. Brock Purdy in six NFL games, 13 touchdowns. You're welcome. <laughs> 
Uh, he's Justin Mello from the Draft Network. Really appreciate your time, Justin. We'll hopefully catch up again and enjoy the football. Thanks so much, Dave. Thanks for having me. Have a good one.